you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200K for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does all the work for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billing, scheduling, and more. And you can resell on Picasso's Marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. Visit Picasso to see thousands of listings. That's P-A-C-A-S-O dot com. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. David. Football. Football, David. The Dave Damashek Football Program, available on Apple Podcasts and at NFL.com slash DDFP. Now here's your host, Dave Damashek. Hi and hello, football fans. I hope all's well, safe, and sound wherever you are. Welcome to the Dave Damashek Football Program. We're ready to dive into the 2020 draft and, of course, the game of life. With our gang, ready to go around the wheel. Let's say hello to all of them now. Then let's jump in on all the the big stuff going on. Ooh, did you hear? Justin Herbert might get drafted ahead of Tua. Fat, double fat. That's what Damashek says. Don't buy all these smoke screens. How much longer do we have to indulge the nonsense that comes out in hours. Fortnite? Literally 24 I mean, hours, Dave. I know, That's but... Much longer. Uh, I know, but then 50 weeks from now, we're going to get back into it, and it all starts again. In fact... If there's a college football season, then we'll get into the part where, like, I don't know, in mid-October, I don't know if any of these kids out here is worth a first-round pick. Jump to the end of the story when Jordan Love inevitably goes in the first round. Hear me now, believe me later. Jordan Love is not going to make it through the entire first round. That and many more other storylines to cover with our pal starting off. You already heard his voice. Let's start off with him. He's our resident Miami Dolphins fan all the way from London, England. Fingers crossed, I'm assuming that he winds up with Tua in the Aquine Orange. I mean, I'm on, I've never been more excited about a sporting event than this. This is finally the end of you know, two decades of heartache for Miami Dolphins fans and not really having a franchise quarterback. Tomorrow night will be over going. when they take Tua and, and, and everything turns around for the franchise. Super Bowl three years from now. Well, I, I I can't tell how glib you're being about this. I don't I'm not think it's being the biggest, glib. I'm I the biggest sporting event of your life, but it is interesting that if I would have told anybody, you know, what, a year ago, 18 months ago, that the Dolphins, yes, all this suffering that you're going through right now does result in you getting two. The guy who threw the touchdown pass to vanquish Georgia pulled off the big rally to win the national championship. 
you would have been over the moon. And now this nonsense owed to uh, to the GMs and personnel guys floating like, they might like Justin Herbert better than they like too. And I don't know about these medicals, even though he's already passed the medicals and everything is uh, a whole bunch of hooey and applesauce. Now let's say hello to one half of the finest radio show in all the land. And of course I was just on it this week, the kibitz yesterday, the the glorious new uh, Los Angeles chargers getups. And he is hoping as the voice of the Los Angeles chargers, that his team winds up with Tua. It's Matt Money Smith, everybody. Yeah, already working on my touchdown calls, as a matter of fact, for Tua. Uh, ahoy! <laughs> He's wearing the captain. You want to hear it? Yeah, let's hear one. Here's what I'm thinking. And I don't want to scream it because I my my room is an echo chamber here, but uh, it'll go touchdown, Tua, tongue of my low. <laughs> I like it actually. Right. I'd be more down for it now. If he doesn't go to the Dolphins, I'm I'm okay with him going to the Chargers as long as you do that every single time. No excuses, no no alternatives. I like that there have been in our uh, during our lifetimes. There, there's been you know there's MJ. People can go with Kobe comes to mind. The the one name, the little nickname, and that suffices. Shaq. Obviously, we could uh, do a number of those, but. People just refuse. They just checked out very. Oh, we're we're cool with just going to a nobody. Nobody. Else. I I can't recall the last time I heard his surname actually mentioned in yeah. a public space. Well, I think people are afraid to pronounce it. Number one, right? And that's two, what I'm saying. You know, the first name is Tua. It's a great first name. It's not. You know? His first name is not Tua. If you think Tungo Vailoa is difficult to pronounce, his first yeah, name is true. Tua Nigamanu Lepola. It's spelled T U A N I G A M A N U O L E P O L A. So, money, if you're going to do it, if you're really going to own it, full first name every time. <laughs> By the way, that's a good name that, here, that would be a great thing to go out and, and not with regular people out on the street. I'm talking about people who've committed their life's work to talking about sports. And I'll concede right out of the gate I can't do a good job with Tua's last name, nor can I do one with the Greek freak. Giannis at a ten, I, it's, I always stumble on. Oh, see, I don't do it that way. Is that? It's, are you, are you it's not. It's not Giannis. It's Giannis. It's it's Greek for it's Greek for John. So it's Giannis, and then it's Antetokounmpo. I still can't get the rhythm right. I work with a Greek, so I got to hear it in the Greek pronunciation regularly. He's obviously his favorite player of all time. I don't know. We like to Americanize everything. We, we after all, we call it the Tour de France. So I think we can modify <laughs> yeah. it a little bit. <laughs> Eddie Spaghetti, go ahead. Open up your mic. How are you, fella? Looking good in your – is that a Bulls jersey? What a traitor you are. It's Rodman. Rodman, for the, the last dance, I've been in a Bulls mood this hey, week. Maybe but- you guys weren't paying attention, but there's this thing on the TV called the last dance, and I've been watching it. And every time I Have watch you- it, I put on my outfit. Money, I actually, well, first of all, Spaghetti, how are you? Ah, oh, all right. You know, getting by. Uh, hair and beard's a little too long for my liking. Uh, you know, days like this when it's really nice out in Los Angeles, it kind of makes you go crazy. You want to do a bunch of stuff, but I'll probably just take a walk later or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I uh, would do start- it because it doesn't look like the curves are being flattened on, on, on your end at the moment. It feels like the curves maybe are being emphasized a little bit. I weighed myself before in preparation of any weight comments. I'm I'm down again. I I got a three and a half mile run in this morning. I'm feeling pretty good. So uh, yeah, look at that. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that maybe that accounts for the earthquake. 
Eddie is fasting. <laughs> He's actually fasting like prior to the show. And then as soon as we sign off, he just starts mauling food. Yeah. Yeah. It's all eater. water weight. It's all water right? weight. Yeah. <laughs> um, Spaghetti, go ahead and say the Alabama quarterback's surname. Tuo Tonga Vailoa. There you go. I think everyone can do it. And, and Giannis. Giannis Antetokounmpo. I find it so. I find it uh, borderline. I don't want to say xenophobic, but I'm putting this on myself. But that I, I can't stand that moment that you hear in broadcasts when it is a visiting player, and they have to talk about him. Like, I'm not even going to try that last name, and they right. get the play-by-play. The 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 analyst has to rib the play-by-play guy. Like you must have been working out on that all night. Oh, yeah, that's that's hysterical. But I I count myself among those dopes. So. Right. Take no offense, uh, people. I will say that, uh, and, and it is true, and DJ calls me on it regularly, um, because when you do practice and, you know, for, I don't think I have it. Do I have it in front of me? I think I do. Um, so when you do a game and you put together your your so-called boards, you know, I always will spell things out um, phonetically. And, you know, every now and then when a player makes a big play, he'll be like, yeah, you just wanted to get that in there. You were dying to get that guy's name. Uh, because you work so hard to make sure you pronounce it. And sure enough, he's absolutely right. And it always cracks me up when people like, here's a good one. Um, I don't know if you can see it, but there's old uh, Larry Ogunjobi when they play <laughs> the uh, the Browns. And it's, you know, oh, what do you know? There's uh, Larry Ogunjobi who makes that play. And Daniel's always like, DJ's like, shut up. You and you're stupid. I got to make sure I get it. The guy won't even make the tackle. Oh, you know what, though, DJ? You saw good Joby over there, and uh, he certainly impacted that play. <laughs> definitely, definitely an elite surname to to say. Ogan Joby. Most of the right. best names reside in uh, in the NHL. And before we get into any of this, uh, all the draft intrigue, where do you guys come down on? Because hockey, as of this morning, was in the news because. It was floated briefly, this neutral site thing in North Dakota, or I don't know where, that they all return for some sort of limited run. And now it's maybe it'll be in two or four different NHL cities. I legitimately, and I talked about this last week with um, with Ross Tucker and Jeff Schwartz, and I said, aren't we being cavalier? And I'm not trying to get up on Mount Pius, but aren't we being awfully cavalier about the players and, and all attending gigs surrounding putting on a live sporting event? However much you modify it, limit the, the bodies out there, they're going to be cameras and obviously coaches and trainers and all that kind of stuff. I mean, there's going to be some percentage of guys that are going to be like, nope, not doing it. I'm not leaving my family behind mm-hmm. to do stuff. I'm not I'm not leaving them to fend for themselves. One, but I'm also not sequestering myself with the rest of the league. And and just as a caveat, as a reminder for anyone who listens to this show, fun fact about me, I really like watching sports on TV. And yet I I, I think that you're it is a gathering storm. If if the leagues, if the NHL owners are like, yep. Get back, guys. And the NFL and the NHLPA even says, like, okay, some of us are willing to go back. I asked Tucker and Schwartz this. They said, well, Tom Brady would definitely go. There's no way he'd sit it out. Maybe Drew Brees would, though. And then what? Then you get in this weird space of like scabs or what? I mean, like, this is where, this is where, though, Dave, for you and I with our cannon arms, like, I only need Drew Brees and a couple other quarterbacks to to say we're not playing and money, you know, 
there are a lot of Brits in LA. I think I think LA um, has more British um, residents than any city outside of a of an English city. How about you install me at quarterback and see? You're right. Yeah. So far. How about that's a that's a great idea. I'm, I'm Chargers, you, you lost out. You lost out on Tua. Here comes Jua. Look, you know. <laughs> Easy there, Jerry. I'm, a, I'm I, listen, Southpaw. Same thing, you know. Fiery. You know, I'm about the same size. They as did Tua. upgrade the right side of their line, so yeah. you know they they are set up for you. That's for certain. I certain. I don't have the checkered health past. You know. I mean, yep. uh, unless no you call low days, grade. Bitch. Yeah, I mean, could could sit, you know, the doctors will tell you could stand to lose some weight, sure, but uh, you know that that applies to at least one um, uh, top tier quarterback that I can think of right now. Bas- uh, kind of from the same mm, neck of the woods which one. too. Um, but anyhow, I mean, to answer your, to answer yeah, what do you think? think? What do you think for well, yeah, real? No, like one, no idea. I like, I think I, I don't know who they're taking their cues from in terms of what you know, what decisions they make, where they decide to do it, who gets sequestered, um, how long it's for. You know, Lee Steinberg was talking to CNBC. I saw him this morning on there uh, about baseball, and he described it as kind of like a, a three tiered plan where you run it like spring training and you start with pitchers and catchers. They're all tested and sequestered. Then the position players showed up, same thing, in three groups. Guys that have already had it have antibodies, guys that have never had it, guys that currently have it and are quarantined. And he says, you know, within a month of that tier, you start playing baseball games uh, and you cycle on and off with teams so guys can go home and see their family. And when they come back, you start that process again of testing antibodies, not positive, positive in quarantine. And you can run that cycle over the course of X number of months, it's not going to be 162 games. I thought it was a real interesting proposition. That way you aren't asking people to be away from their, their families for four months or something, but instead maybe for six weeks at a time, um, which is still a, a long while. I think the most, like to me, the most interesting part of it is, you know, I obviously, you know, a big thank you and, and, you know, just immense praise and, and respect for all of those people that are working right now that are putting themselves in harm's way, particularly in the medical field. But there's, there's Amazon van drivers, UPS drivers, our postmen, our grocery store workers, people that are still operating takeout. Like I can, I can argue that baseball and hockey and basketball players are important. You know, that, that, that this this country consumes sports more than anything else. It is the number one consumed product of our nation. And we'd be a lot better off emotionally and, and in terms of mental health if there were games to watch every night. And if you I think if you presented it that way to players like, hey, believe it or not, you get dressed up in funny outfits and play a game. But it's important. Like it, it is important. To I, people. I, I don't think you know what? I'm, and, and I'm not. uh um, kind of teasing you about this. I think that one thing you don't need to convince those guys of is their importance in society. I think they get that. And I think that's yeah. not the tough sell. I think though, that there will, I think almost certainly there, I mean, Clayton Kershaw as a, for instance, one of the bigger stars in baseball, if he said, I'm not doing it, that's going to cr- create a crazy um, PR issue for baseball and for the Dodgers and you know people love to get this is like so this is what I would push back on to Kershaw right it's like Kershaw I get you don't want to do it and you don't have to because you've made 300 million dollars in your career but guess what there's guys that are vets that are in their last year that have never made more than a million bucks a year and if they don't play this year they're not going to get paid 
and they're probably never going to play again. And this is their last shot at it. And you feel like you got a team that can win the World Series. Are you really going to are you really going to shortchange them? Because you don't want to do it. If like you can present it as we are taking all the precautions for you to be safe, for you to stay healthy. And then I would just push back and say, you know, guess what? Those people probably don't want to do it at the grocery store either. You know, they probably don't want to do it in the delivery right. vans either, but they, they got to make a paycheck. And, you know, if you're driving around L.A., there's guys doing construction every day and they're wearing masks and they're building, you know, whatever, individual homes and giant commercial real estate and SoFi Stadium. And maybe they don't want to do it, but they are. Um, now, again, I'm, I'm doing all that under the caveat of if, if the people that know a hell of a lot more about this than I do, the medical professionals say, no, that is stupid, then don't do it. But when I hear Dr. Fauci say, I could really use some baseball and I do think there's a path for them to do this, obviously without fans, then I would say, hey, listen to that guy and see if you can figure it out. Um, I, 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 love, I, I love exactly what you're saying, and I hope that's true. I just think that as I say, one, you know, the big asterisk is the player safety. And, uh, you know, what do I know about anything um, uh, related to to the law? But um, <laughs> nevertheless, I'll dip my toe into those waters. All you need is for one guy, you know, one guy right. you forced back in the platoon player for, for um, you know, the Mariners get something, you know, get something. And then, you know, the law is everything else. And if just if one guy doesn't do it, then the PR disaster of like, you know, people love that you guys are multimillionaires. Who are you to complain? That kind of mentality. You'll get chunks of sports fans turning against the athletes. You think the kneeling stuff a couple few years ago was bad. I think refusing to do this, you know, cloaked in exactly what you're laying out. Do it for your country. Nope. Not interested. Is going is going to create a crazy PR uh, situation for the leagues if they try to do that. Handsome. I, yeah, I agree. But I do think that there is, as compared to, to the, um, the the kneeling issue and the anthem issue, um, everyone is going to be, there are, there'll be more sympathy for people who, who don't want to do it. I'm not, I don't think everyone is going to turn. I think from a, I think baseball is a little bit different because to money's point, you can separate it. I think with football, the contact between players means that you, it, it just, it's a little bit, it's a different, literally a different sport, but I think it's a different approach. Um, it's going to be hard to keep players away from each other and sort of quarantine one group from another. You know, people have very specific yeah. roles. I, I think, um, you know, you know, we live in a, I, I, the best, I think this is a parallel that'll work. Tell me if it, it does or not. But I think about self-driving cars, right? And everyone's like, I don't let no computer drive me. And you're like, well, yeah, but if you look at the numbers and accidents would drop by about 99.9% because the computers would be on a grid and, yeah, well, <laughs> that glitch. And then I'm going to drive into a, a truck that it thinks is a cloud, you know, then, ever, then I'm dead. It's like, yeah, but that's 0.1% that's of the time. And I think that's, that's just the culture that we live under in that it's yeah. not about the 99% of the guys that are a going to stay healthy or B maybe contract it and deal with a, you know, perhaps a subtle or a somewhat, you know, gnarly case of COVID, but come out on the other, not the other side of it and be healthy. It's that worst case scenario. Oh my gosh. What if somebody gets it and it affects them to a point where they die, then that's it. It's over. Like, and that's what they're thinking about is that percentage, which I understand. Exactly. Totally understand. I that's, that's, 
I think how we are operating and how we approach it. I, I think, you know, listen, believe me, I certainly, if I could uh, pick what would entertain me for the next six weeks, it would be the Stanley cup playoffs. I would love certainly as a Pittsburgh Penguins fan, by the way, they get, uh, uh, shake and bake Jake Gensel back. Look out, uh, NHL, right? Eddie Spaghetti, you know what I'm talking about. I just, I, I wonder, um, you know, uh, I think that the headache we're right now kind of sleeping on is this idea of some percentage of stars. And that's exactly right, Money. It's not going to be the Ham and Eggers that are, you know, trying to play for two or four years, make some money and set themselves up. It's the it's the superstars who are already who who have enough money in the bank that they're not incented. They're not desperate to get out there and do it. And if those guys no show how that then would corrupt the integrity of a playoffs as a for instance, Alex Ovechkin right. says, nope, not doing it. I'm not risking it. Then Caps fans would would uh, you know riot, perhaps not in the streets, but online at least. Um, anyhow, all right. I just was to, curious to, what you guys think about. Back, to bring it back to the NFL, though, you know the biggest news over the last twenty four hours has been Gronk joining his former teammate Tom Brady in Tampa. You know, we talk uh, like Le'Veon Bell, for example, and he kind of disproved this theory that well, you take a year off at, at a certain age, then you're actually you maybe you come back healthier on the other side of it and Gronk obviously has taken his year out and lost a lot of weight but you know I guess presumably one of the things that factored into his decision to to come out of uh, a, a year hiatus was that he feels better and and feels like he's he's ready to play again but if those guys if him and Brady for example don't if if football doesn't happen this year a year, a year further along, a year older, are they better off or are they worse off? And does that hurt? You know, that that's that to me is a tricky situation. There are other guys you don't want to think about. I want them I to know. play in Tampa. I want it to happen. I want the. Me too. As, as Roger Goodrell said, we're planning on starting on time. That's what I'm planning on as right. we sit here on April 22nd. I certainly I can't wait until until SoFi Stadium has Tua there with the visiting Dolphins exactly right. as their oh, quarterback. It's funny you mention that because we're going back to Miami, which means oh, I have an opportunity it. to go back to that same water park that I was humiliated at this last trip I took there. I might come with you, money. Let's do it. Please, please do. So I don't have to deal with the, uh, again, the, uh, the derision and the humiliation I suffered uh, at the hands of me being a middle-aged man uh, walking around <laughs> a water park by himself asking <laughs> two young boys if they wanted to ride a uh, particular slide with him because there were no single riders allowed. <laughs> That's like the creepiest that thing I've time. ever heard. Sir, please um, move along. Please move along. Just just give me a second here. Kids, listen. You put me in this thing, and we're going to go a lot faster and a lot higher on that, all right? There's more weight, and uh, you're going to get more mass. And, sir, please – Please leave the slide area. All right, I'm out of here. So, yes, Hank, please join me in Miami. Well, since as Handsome takes a sip from his uh, Miami Dolphins um, cup and uh, and uh, Matt Money Smith wears his captain's hat, I don't know how exactly, I guess celebrating uh, the you know Southern what I California Chargers, you know, the seafaring is a, is a, a bit of industry here still. And uh, so, anyway, let's start there. And then I do want to talk about, um, about Burrow. But so you all right, we have the Dolphins rep. We have the Chargers rep here. Does anybody here and Eddie Spaghetti chime in yourself um, on this one? Does anybody buy any of this jive that Tua isn't the one a option for all teams that want a quarterback right now? It's just a question 
of who is going to elevate to get him in all likelihood. It's starting to track in that way that the skins might trade down from two or maybe the giants are willing, if that makes some sense or the lions at three, everybody's been talking about that one since the lions played their last game. I mean, two winds up to me with the chargers or dolphins and goes absolutely positively no later than the sixth overall start with you handsome i agree i mean i I don't see it happening any other way but i can i can understand why there would be um a certain amount of sort of conservative thinking amongst gms who haven't had a chance to to test him and pull his leg or whatever it is you need to do to make sure that his hip is still attached to the rest of his body um, so that uh, they can find out whether he'd be the, the right quarterback, not from a talent and mental makeup and everything else, which I think we've seen um, him do consistently at Alabama, but from a, is he going to be available to play 17 weeks a year or hopefully 21 weeks a year for the Dolphins in the future? But I, I agree with you. I, I think he's going, and I think probably when it comes to it, one of those two teams may wind up even trading up for him. It just occurs to me that in the past, when those trade-ups have happened, they've happened, you know, weeks out from the draft is where the value has been realized. And because of everything that's happening, and maybe this is just, you know, both either or, or both of those two teams trying to talk the value down. If it happens today or tomorrow, the Redskins or Giants are probably not going to get the the money, uh, sorry, the picks that they would have got in a, in a normal year for a team to trade up to two or three to take a quarterback. Hmm. Money. How say you? Well, um, I, I disagree with with your premise that it's hooey on Herbert. I've, I've heard from enough people that that there are Herbert fans out there that really, sure. really like him as a prospect, that love his build, love his stature, love his brain, his makeup, um, and, and believe him to be a solid, strong NFL quarterback prospect. So, and I know for, not for a fact, but I feel pretty comfortable saying that there are people um, in, in the Dolphins organization that, that prefer him. Um, and, and look, it's medical and, and medical changes everything. I mean, that, that is a scary proposition when you're going to invest a top five pick in a quarterback of the future and you're just not comfortable. You know, I, I know Mike Lombardi wrote about it in at the athletic and he said, you know, I think he, he mentioned, he talked to double digit GMs and over half of them weren't comfortable with him. that, that it wasn't just the hip and the clean bill of health, but the fact that he's got two ankles that he had a wrist and, and it just seemed like there was always something. And for someone who's so instinctive as a player, it's really hard to coach him into giving up on plays and to avoiding contact because he's just such a competitor and that's the way he's hardwired. It's almost the, you know, not that Russell Wilson gives up on plays, but he has this innate ability to get rid of the ball or get out of harm's way. Whereas Tua is so competitive and and has such a strong, accurate arm that he's willing to hang in until the last second before he lets it fly. And that's where you get into this trouble. So that's one facet of it. I I do think there is concern there um, that that the NFL is bigger, stronger, faster. This guy's going to take hits and we're worried about how he's going to hold up. Um, So you think money, do you think to me, it was in my mind and, and you can talk me out of this very quickly but to me, it seems like the Chargers will do will either get to a or they'll be more than happy to take Isaiah Simmons and have a dominant defense ready to roll against Patrick Mahomes and company as they chase a repeat. That seems like a good move instead of Justin Herbert, who does feel still like a wild card and doesn't give you the pop in terms of, 
you know, PR or whatever you're right. looking for as you open a new stadium. Yeah. Two, two is going to sell jerseys. Two is going to sell tickets. Two is immediately going to become one of the most popular sporting figures in Southern California. No, I, I have no doubt about that. I think about but you think it is Herbert, not Isaiah Simmons. If it comes down to, I mean, I, I don't know. I really don't. And, and I, I just, I don't, the, the, the chargers and I work for the team, they play their cards so close to the vest and they always have, uh, you know, Tom Telesco, told me a story he said that the in, in all his years of being gm the one time that they were settled on a prospect more than anybody else with their pick they were 100 certain they were taking joey bosa in 2016 and not a single mock draft or a single media draft mm. analyst had them taking bosa they had them take him tunsil ronnie stanley he's like i don't think there was one pr-. he goes and we were locked into bosa from the moment the process began so i think that speaks to how um, misleading all of this information can be. So I don't know. Uh, I can just give you what my opinion is from talking to people around, you know, the, the people that we work with and other scouts that I've, I've been able to, to get to know, um, current people, you know, that are employed and people that are formerly employed and now work in the media. And they have a big gap. You know, they, most of them have a gap between two and Herbert. So I, that would be my path is I would rather have Isaiah Simmons at six. And then, you know, there's a lot of buzz on Justin Herbert and, and what they think he can, I'm sorry, a lot of buzz on Jalen hurts and what he could develop into. If you take Mm -hmm. him at 37. Um, and, and like you said, just build that dominant defense to slow down the chiefs by taking Simmons at six, pairing him up with Derwin James. It's like having a a Derwin James with an extra 15 pounds and two inches on him out on the field. Um, but I would not be surprised at all if, if two is gone and they end up taking Herbert. I, I do think there's probably enough fans. Look, Tom Telesco has seen him play in a bunch. He, and, and of all games, he was at the Rose Bowl and he was at the USC game. So he got to see two of Herbert's best ever performances. Um, and obviously that's going to go a long way when you see a guy in person making big plays to win a Rose Bowl for Oregon. I think it's going to have a lasting effect. So I would not be surprised at all if Tua were gone and they decided to go with Herbert. I also think it's funny uh, to that, throw that, it in. I would say Telesco, uh, this side of Ozzie Newsom has been maybe the best um, drafter of the 21st century. So have faith, whichever way it goes, Chargers fans, he generally makes the right call more so than, uh, than his peers. Does well. handsome. Yeah, no, it's funny. I mean, Telesco, I agree with you money. And it sounds like that's the, certainly the story is that he doesn't, I think he's never even told his wife what the pick is going to be. On the other hand, the Dolphins have over the last few years, and this just, may just be because I'm kind of as locked in as I can be with, with everything that's happening around that team. But I've pretty much known who they were going to take in the first round of the draft for, for about five or six years in a row. And it came to fruition. And in some cases it was guys, it was guys that, no one else was predicting to be in the first round. I remember when Juwan James was taken by them as a right tackle several years ago and nobody else, you know, he wasn't showing up on any other mock draft. And then for about two weeks out, it was Juwan James to the Dolphins, but nowhere else was he going in the first round at all. And sure enough on draft day, I remember when they drafted Jared Odrick, it was the same thing, but this time around, I feel like they're, they're, um, you know, Chris Greer, their GM and, and, and the rest of their staff have done a great job of spreading misinformation. And literally every single beat writer in Miami has connected them with different quarterbacks. I've seen Dan Marino being quoted that he likes each of the three top quarterbacks and thinks they're the best prospect he's seen in a long time. So they have done everything they can t- uh, for a long period now to to sort of try and spread different um, word and it, to to bring us to the point where we are now, where no yeah. one really knows what they're going to do. 
and even to the it. extent that people are now saying as of this week, oh, they'll probably take a tackle at five and maybe think about coming back for a quarterback at right. 18 when they when they have the Steelers pick. The um, I think the interesting nugget there is, and, and I've heard a very similar sort of thing out of that camp, is that it leads you to believe they don't want to trade up. They don't want to get rid of that draft capital. Um, right. And I think the same goes for the Chargers. They have seven picks, one in each round. Um, if, if, you know, because you have such promising prospects at the top of the draft, you know, I, I you know, I don't think Washington's going to trade back to wherever you, you might put the next quarterback needy team. Is it the the Jaguars? Is it the Raiders? Because they, they think they got a shot at Tua, even though they have Carr and Mariota now on the roster. Um, I don't think they want to trade back that far. So I think the way the Dolphins and the Chargers look at it is they're not going to trade back past us because you want to get right. Akuda or Wills or Simmons, or, you know, be it Beckton or what you want. One of these chase young, you want one of these dominant players that you're going, that, that you're not going to feel as good about if you trade back to say, you know, nine or 12 or, or whatever it may be. There's kind of that sweet spot of chase young, Akuda, you know, the first tackle and, and obviously the quarterbacks. And I think that's why you want to stay sort of in that, that seven range. Um, and I think that's why maybe the, the, the dolphins and the chargers are just stick and pick. And hey, what? We'll see how it plays out, man. We're going to sit here and feel pretty darn good about what's coming our way. I also, yeah, I I, I also am not convinced yet. Call me a conspiracy theorist. I I still am not convinced, given the Cliff Kingsbury experience a year ago, that now this has liberated teams to do what would have seemed unthinkable two years ago, which is trade Dwayne Haskins and and take the QB they want at number two. And... um, Obviously, the Lions would be thrilled with that news, or perhaps even Eddie Spaghetti's New York Giants would uh, would uh, really love to hear something like that. But what about the number one overall, the thing that could really disrupt things? Do you guys buy? We have had in our lives two generations of the best QB perceived going into the draft pull the hi-hat move of, I'm not going there. One 1983, John Elway, nope, not going to not going to you, Baltimore Colts, thereby setting about a chain of events to beat the band. You know, the, the Baltimore Colts never leave Baltimore if John Elway plays his rookie season there. They don't move in 84. Ergo, the Browns never moved to Baltimore. They moved to Indianapolis because there is no team in Indianapolis at that point. But anywho, um, then we have the Eli draft, the Vought 4. Spaghetti winds up with his guy after Eli – says, no way I'm going to the Chargers, goes to the Giants, Phil to the Chargers, and the number three pick ends up being the best of the bunch. Thank you, um, Pittsburgh Steelers, for things breaking your your way in that case. Um, why are you making your eyes at me like that, Hanson? I'm just telling, I'm just recounting the two times we've seen the number I mean, one everything, overall. Everything up until just, the I mean, way you said that the Steelers yeah, they, got the best. They weren't part deal. of the conversation. You were yeah. talking about Joe Burrow stiff-arming I'm just, telling, I'm just giving you the brief history. I'm giving you the brief history. They're not, what they're not involved. They are not part of the they story. They are involved. No, they're not. No, they're not. They're not. They're not. All right. Either way, <laughs> the here here's how it's involved. Ben Roethlisberger's from the state of Ohio. The Browns could have taken him. Instead, they took Kellen Winslow Jr. Could have had Roethlisberger. Oh now there's, God! All right. Another Ohio kid. I was I was just trying to make sense of what you said. By the way, I do want to say quickly. Money, I feel bad, and I don't mean to rub your nose in it, but Telesco doesn't involve you in personnel decisions, but someone on high in the Chargers organization clearly had their ears open to Damashek's uniform notes. 
How about those unis, right? Beautiful, Numbers right. on the side of the hat, Fantastic. lightning bolt. Sons, I'm so glad you got it. to see them in the end, Dave. It was it was very notable yesterday morning when the yeah. uniforms were released, and and you know everyone's favorite uniform guy, Dave Damashek. You know we now we now know exactly what time your alarm clock goes off or doesn't go off because it yeah. was three and a half hours after they've been released that suddenly Damashek sees them, weighs in as if like no one, no. you know, no one's no, heard no, about I, this at all. I just was letting all the ham and eggs oh, get their bite at okay. the apple. Then, then the you wanted to really like exactly. let them wait, let them settle in, and everybody, everybody react you, now. You, you want the official right. word? Okay, here it yeah. comes. That's what that that's okay. what I did. But they nothing are to do with you being asleep, then, right? I mean, I mean, I, I don't want to confirm anything. But uh, yeah. handsome, are you excited about the uniforms? Money was kind enough with Petros to have me on their marvelous show. Always grand uh, kibitz with those fellows. But uh, uh, handsome, I didn't get your thoughts on. I, it. Well, my, my first thought, which was this was like two and a half hours before you woke up yesterday, was that they <laughs> actually, and I even said it, they must have listened to you because it has some of your favorite, your your favorite uh, little little frills and tweaks in there. Um, but I love them. I think they immediately, and I think they were already pretty much there before, but I think they're the best uniforms in the NFL. I love number the, one. The, the number one, number one, but yeah, I mean, they're, they're my, they were already kind of close top three for me. I love the, the, the pants, the, the lightning bolt on the pants. And I love the yellow pants. I saw some dissension there where people mm-hmm. were like, were, were down on the yellow pants. I'm all about those yellow pants. They, they need to wear those. I, I mean, I don't know money. You can tell me, but I'm sure better. Um, whether those are the default home one, home and away ones, the yellow pants, or whether we're they, still sticking um, with white, they have always because that wasn't clear. Yeah, they've always mixed and matched. They, right. some, you know, like in, over the last couple of years, uh, and you know, last year powder became their primary ahead of navy, yeah. um, and and yet, you know, sometimes it would be powder and and white. Sometimes navies would come out at home, um, and and yeah. I think that they do they do really appreciate their uniforms, and they do put a lot they of should. thought into it um i had many uh many a a beers with john spanos on the road where i would verbally um assault him with my ideas of what they should do with the uniform and thankfully john uh and i tend to see things very similarly uh my one big push was was gold pants i said you gotta you gotta do it it is it is an absolute must to get those colored pants the, the interesting thing um about the charger uniforms and, and my absolute favorite is the obviously the powder blue with the gold pants um mm-hmm. i think it's yeah, the best that's the number one the oh, player, i disagree i go white white hat white pants but okay let's not quit the uh the players love the navy they love well, that yeah that the old navy, navy one is, though i mean it's a beauty like, like even even like when they had their color rush not the royal which are my favorites i love the dan fouts era royal blue uh mm-hmm. But the players, when they had a chance to put on their color rush navies against Baltimore two seasons ago, they were like, these are the greatest Charger uniforms ever. Like, it is interesting. And I think it's a younger thing. Like, my kids love the navies. They think it's the coolest looking uniform they've ever seen, the all navy color rush. And I think it's, I don't know what it is. It's a generational thing. I don't know if it's like the Ravens blacks or or what it may be. But but the younger, I'd say if you're under 25, like uh, online with my Twitter feed, that was the thing. Like anybody that was younger was like, man, those navies are the best looking unis I've ever seen. Whereas the older people are like, oh, look at the glorious powder blues and the numbers on the yeah. helmet and the lightning bolt down the side. 
the uh, the nostalgia of it. They really they really hit a home run. There. Yeah, I'm ready. I definitely I, I'm going to crown them, but but only for 12 months when the Dolphins I predict will will go back to their th- they'll throw it back to the throwbacks a year from now yeah. and immediately reinstall themselves as the the number one uniform in the NFL. Uh, imagine those all whites though up in Vegas playing the silver and black. Imagine the Chiefs in the red pants coming into L.A to play the powder blues. It's going to be a marvelous viewing experience at minimum to watch the AFC West. Now back to With the you AFC- quarterback, Dave. That's right. Jua. Um, <laughs> the, um, the AFC North back to that. Joe Burrow. Back to the AFC North. The Bengals have made it clear from their end back to, is this possibly, and yes, I'm trying to stir things up and guess what? All the GMs out there doing the same thing, so I'm allowed to do it too. Oh no, we like Justin Herbert better than Tua. Ah, fat. All right, I hear what Money has to say. He's better informed than I am. Still, um, the Bengals want Burrow from that region. This would be a completely different level than Elway, the California kid saying no to Baltimore, or Eli, the SEC kid saying no to California. This would be um, a kid from that region. And them saying like, yeah, yeah, I him saying, yeah, I grew up watching the Cincinnati Bengals. I watched them every Sunday. No chance in hell I want to go to that team. Like, I mean, what if he pulls that move? Because I haven't seen, and I I, I really did spend at least 90 seconds in advance of this podcast <laughs> looking for any evidence. Yes, the Bengals have made it clear that they want Burrow, but is it definitely clear that Burrow's gonna be like Love it. Here's the here's the jersey. I'm ready to wear the black and orange and make the Bengals the best team in football for the next uh, decade and a half. Money, I start with you. I think we would have heard by now that he wasn't. I, I don't think he needs to come out and say, I'm excited to play for them. But I think we would have heard because we started to hear that about Eli, you know, the, the, the last time this happened is it, it started, a, you know, a couple of days before, as, as Hank mentioned, these trades typically get worked out well before the 15 minute window when you've got to try to put this thing together. So I would imagine we would have heard a little bit more buzz. And I guess you could argue we did have some with Peter King, you know, was kind of one of the first guys to put it out there. Like, Hey, if you're the Miami dolphins, why don't you offer four first round picks and go get Joe Burrow? And like, to me, that is maybe someone planting a seed that tells Peter, Hey, you know, Burrow would really like to play in Miami or it could be the other way. Look, does Steven Ross like Tua? Yeah. Does he like Herbert? Yeah. But man, he loves Joe Burrow. And that's, that's, it's the only team that could possibly trade up there. You know, I think if you're the Dolphins and you're willing to give up that kind of draft capital, and by the way, why wouldn't you? Like, if you think Burrow is that good, if you think he is your next Dan Marino that you've been searching for for 20 freaking years, go get him. You're not going to have 12 guys make your team from two drafts or whatever it would be. How, How many picks do they have? Hank, like 20. They have 14 they have, in this in this draft. Guess hey, what? Yeah. 14 guys aren't making your roster. Right. So why would you not package whatever it takes to go get the quarterback if he's that good? And you hear just the praise that is heaped upon him by all of these people that have been watching quarterbacks their entire lives. Um, just go get them. So that, to I me, that's something you, that we'll hear today. It, it that it's, it's when I when I read that from Peter King and hear it from other people, it seems like a very one-sided argument. It's like, yeah, well, why wouldn't the Bengals accept it? Well, they're in the same position. Everyone really is looking for that quarterback who can lead your franchise, who can be your your you know your the guy for you for ten years, who can sell tickets right. for you. So if the Bengals believe in Joe Burrow, why would they say, oh well, 
all right, Dolphins, we defer to you. We'll take those picks. I just, I think, I think right. everyone's in the same boat, and they just happen to have been the team that that landed with that first overall pick, and they're, are going to make the pick. It it makes itself in a way. Hmm. Well, I I find it an intriguing possibility that until it doesn't happen, you're going to have a hard time disabusing me of the possibility because of exactly what you say. There are teams with the capital to do it. Right. The Dolphins make all the sense in the world based on what they have to give to the Bengals to trade out of it. And if the Bengals get a whiff and I I think basically the organization saying we're taking him, we love this kid is probably a strong indication none of this is going to happen but if the Bengals there would be I mean can you imagine the black eye for the organization if a kid from the region said yeah I don't want to go there I mean that would be a hard one to come back from so if they have any inkling that that may happen they would try to save themselves from that ugliness and and uh and, and move the first over yes. to me the only way the only way they do it is if they have a very similar grade on Tua and are comfortable with the medicals or Herbert you know, if they if they're like, hey, look, here's Burrow is, you know, to use our our, you know, Daniel Jeremiah Lancer line grades. If, if Burrow is a six, nine and Herbert's a six, eight or a six, seven, then, OK, we'll we'll take 18. We'll take your your four first rounders and another second and a second next year. And and we feel comfortable. We coached Justin Herbert at the senior bowl. He was, you know, considered one of the best prospects the entire week. He won the MVP of the senior bowl itself. We know. And that's how you sell it. Right. Like. Well, believe it or not, you know, we know this guy, Herbert, and we know he's good because we coached him up to a heck of a week in Mobile and a heck of a game in Mobile. And by the way, we also got 18, whatever it is, 27, 25, and and we got uh, all these second rounders and, and a one next year as well. So we feel that that's the only way that happens is if they're comfortable with another quarterback that they're going to get at five. I mean, I could cobble together all these uh, more elaborate scenarios where you wind up with if you're – the Bengals somehow maybe wind up with a Cuda and Herbert or Tua if you if you move back and and gain the uh, the participation of the Lions. Anywho, enough about that. Let's talk about um, last dance and or in the time we have remaining here. We have a couple of minutes. Want to go last dance? Thoughts? Let me let me let me inject something real quick, if I may. Go ahead. Because uh, I want to I want to bring this up with Hank. I brought it up two weeks ago when we talked and uh, the name, as you see on my screen right here is Ben Stokes. Who's Ben Stokes, Hank? Tell the people. Ben oh, Stokes is, is, is a, uh, is, is an English cricket player, uh, an all rounder batsman and bowler for England and, and a true hero, a, a genuine, apart from some, some, you know, potentially off the field activities, uh, the, the, the guy that every cricket fan in the UK wants to be. So, Here's my question. As a man who just completed this uh, this Amazon Prime series called The Test that I've recommended before, I'll recommend it again. Cry, the Aussie team, which I was cheering for and uh, wanted to see nothing but but perish and peril for the England side, especially after this moment. A man who was called the greatest cricketer in the world, uh, a man who was embroiled in a cheating scandal, uh, Steve Smith, my brother. All right, my younger brother, old Steve mm. Smith there from Australia. You have a lot in common, actually. Oh, yeah. He, <laughs> he gets absolutely destroyed by this guy, Archer, who's throwing this wooden ball like 200 miles an hour or something like this. And nobody blinks an eye. Like these guys in cricket, these bowlers, I don't know how fast they're throwing the ball, but it's like a wood ball. It's, it's wildly dangerous. 
And there's no speak whatsoever, no conversation about them being wild and cracking these guys in the hands and the head and the legs. Like, oh, yeah, bloke, that's just the way it goes. You know, you get in there and you batsman against Archer and you got to be careful. You better keep your head on a swivel while you're in here. What? These guys can just throw at your head and nobody says peep or boo about the fact that he's head hunting out there? Yeah. Well, I mean, that, that's the game, Ronnie. You know, the, the Brits have grown up playing this game and I, we, we don't need to wear gloves. It's like when I, I was once off, um, offered the chance to go play for the NFL had a, a company softball team. And, and I said, well, I, I don't need the glove. Well, I don't need a glove to play, to play. You know, I've, I've been pl- and everyone was like, Oh my God, this, this English guy, he's crazy. Um, and, uh, but you know, we don't need that stuff. But I'm specifically speaking to the bowlers. They are allowed to throw at your yeah. head. And it's yeah, not a big pro- deal. Well, here's the problem, though. If you're a bowler that does that, what happens is the uh, when you have to bat, and by because most of, most bowlers are not good at batting, with the exception of someone like Ben Stokes, who does both well, the other team is like, hey, remember Joffrey, Ar- Joffrey Archer was threw it at 100 miles at your head? We're going to do the same thing to him, but exclusively. There won't be anything other than that. So you have to kind of – you kind of <laughs> have like to be – it's yeah, exactly. It's basically you, being a, a an American League pitcher. There are no repercussions for you at throwing at the other team. Only the National League pitchers have to get in the box after they throw at somebody's head. Right. Hey, but ultimately the so wood ball. I'm Stokes? guessing. I'm Man, guessing the wood. Why uh, did you? Why are you not Steve Smith? Because I wanted to twist your nipples. Okay, That's why. <laughs> <laughs> but is it though? What hurts worse, handsome? Have you experienced both getting hit by sure. a baseball and a wooden ball? What hurts worse? Well, the, the bet- ball isn't wooden. My, my, that, that, I mean, that's it. That it's it's um it's leather. It's leather bound with a kind of cork interior, and then uh, you know whatever you make a so hard like a ball out of. It's kind of like a baseball, exactly. So okay. it it hmm. it hurts to get hit with it, sure. Um, and and it still scares me. Last summer when I was back in the UK, I played cricket. Um, and you you play it in a net a little bit, like I guess when you're practicing baseball. Like I I, I like went a in a cage. net, a batting cage, and it um it 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 yeah. If you haven't done it for a while, it's kind of scary has, when you see has, it coming at you. Has your eldest Ronnie swung the cricket stick? Oh yeah, or whatever he's they a call big, it. Cricket bat. He's a big fan. We, playing, we were playing in the backyard yesterday. It is one of it remains it remains one of the great mysteries to me. And I've asked I've taken this to the highest levels, including Tommy Lasorda for an answer on this one. What is the proper explanation for why these big league pitchers who are undoubtedly I mean, at least at least nine out of ten of them have to be by far and away the best hitter on their high school team, probably on their college team. Why, when they get to the major leagues, it appears as though they've literally never held a bat. I mean, it's one thing to like, all right, you're not gonna, you're not going to slug it for uh, for 400 in the in the bigs against uh, against top tier pitchers, but I mean, they look ridiculous. I mean, they they look like you sent Mo Damish to the plate, yeah. I, and they try and well because they're not getting the reps every day. All right, they don't have to look like uh, the uncoordinated old ladies either. Or I would say, give them the reps. If they were the best player, and that you're absolutely right. Typically, your high school baseball team, your best pitcher is your best hitter. They're just an unbelievable athlete. At least that's how it was when I was, you know, back in high school a long time ago. But I, I don't get why they just don't give them the reps. Well, if they only pitch every five days, and yeah, I know you got to get out there yeah, and right. you got to have your long toss and your bullpen section, throw them in the cage. 
every single day. Why would you not do that and have them be two-way players in the National League? I just, I don't, I don't, I should say, you know, actual legitimate hitters. Boy, that's a great point that I hadn't thought of with the five-day thing. Right. If you yeah. develop them into capable enough uh, pinch hitters, then you don't have to have that deep a bench. You could just have the deepest situational pitching staff out in the bullpen waiting to bring in. The games would take 17 hours, but still, you could just go, you could go batter by batter. Now we're going to go with our next righty guy that we have hiding in the pen. Uh, last thing, is this funny, handsome as an AFC East rival? Well, not rival isn't the proper term uh, no. uh, against the Patriots. Are you amused by what seems to be going down, which is that Tom Brady wanted to keep playing. He just didn't want to do it for Bill Belichick. And it kind of looks like the same thing is true for Gronk. Well, it feels like you were, you were um, talking about, you know, sports documentaries. I, I feel like 10 years from now, we're finally going to get the truth from some Patriots, including Gronk and Tom Brady, about how badly they wanted to get out of Foxborough and why they wanted to and what life under Bill Belichick oh, yeah. was, really, was really like. You know, people have talked about what's the, what's the documentary, what's the inside scoop you'd really most like to hear. And I completely understand that the Patriots can put a lid on everything that's happened up until now. But the moment that Belichick retires and those guys, you know, want, some of them wind up in the media, we're going to hear those stories and we will find out what it was that made Gronk say, I want to, I, I want to play for, I don't want to play for Belichick so badly that I'm going to retire. And then given half an opportunity, 12 months later, I'm going to come out of retirement instantly to join a team, which look, I'm excited about the Bucks, and, and I think it's cool that Tom Brady's going there, but I don't necessarily think that that's a team that's going to turn it around. I'm sure this is the kind of thing that will show up six months from now when the when the um, Bucks are hoisting a Lombardi. But I, I don't, don't necessarily... know about that. I don't, I don't want to hold you guys up, so I'm just going short answers here. Sorry to interrupt you, Handsome. Uh, I know you both have to cut here. Um, mm -hmm. Who gets in money the Bucks path of getting to the Super Bowl I, on the real, NFC side? Right. Real quick, Hank. Nice glass, dork. Um, <laughs> Second thing <laughs> is Hank <laughs> takes a sip from his Dolphins tumbler. All oh, right, the draft is tomorrow. Someone will make yeah. sure I drink out of me Dolphins glass today because it's a very <laughs> good luck. <laughs> selection process. Me dolphins, that's it. Me dolphins <laughs> glass. Um, so, one, the Saints. Uh, I think the Saints win the division. Um, two, I'm going to say the Seahawks. And uh, I, think I think the Seahawks and the 49ers. So there's one wild card. And then that's where I start to be like, you know what? Maybe I'm talking myself into this Tampa thing. Because what's, you know, how, how comfortable are we with all the departures from the Vikings? Are we comfortable with the Vikings moving forward? No, I'm not. So I'm going to give the division to the Packers. And I have no idea if that's going to produce a second wild card. Are we, com you know, I'm comfortable with the Eagles in the AFC East. And I mean, I'm sorry, the NFC East. And I'm not really sure about anybody else. So it's like, yeah, I. I, th I think, I think the Bucks see a path. Yeah, I think the Bucks make the playoffs. I'm not saying yeah. that that's not going to happen. I just I think when it comes to it, against a 49ers team, against a Seahawks team, against a Saints team, they 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 they, they wind up falling short. Well, and that the might be because is, of Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski rather than despite them. The bottom line is it's it's very funny to watch Patriots fans really yeah. struggling to try and make sense of all of this. Like, no, it's, yeah. it's cool because we got we got all those Lombardies, like. So now you're now you're Belichick like, yay, we coach gooder than your team does. That's what you're left with. And those, right. by the way, those those I mean, the 
Falcons. Oh, they're terrible. What are they? The Falcons got all the attention for the bad uniforms, but I dare say that the Patriots look even worse. Their road are awful, right? Terrible. I'm with you 100%. Terrible. All right. Listen, I know you fellas got to go. Appreciate, yeah. as always, you making the time. Um, we'll do the last dance next week. Okay. Yes, yeah, and yeah, celebrate uh, too of coming to South Florida. Oh, I can't wait to put a pin in yeah. that one. One way one or the us, other, we're going to tell somebody gonna happy. Very sad. One's going to be very sad. Maybe both of us are going to be very maybe sad next week. Who knows? Yeah maybe, yeah. yeah. maybe the joke will be on all of us or me specifically for laughing about the Patriots circumstance when they have to a starting yeah. uh, at quarterback exactly. when the NFL season starts. All right, fellas. Good times. Appreciate you. Uh, you too, Eddie Spaghetti. Um, keep on losing them pounds, allegedly. Um, um, we don't I'm have 60. I'm 160.4 again. I uh, I weighed in right before, so still up two tenths of a pound. Two two six point four. Two two six. Congratulations! Wow, congrats, congratulations, Eddie. If that's Thank real, I it was last week down to 185. It was a new low for me in probably half a decade. But I think with the uh, the banana, the chocolate banana bread. Um, that I've been eating, but have you heated that up in the microwave and slathered some butter on it? <laughs> I don't need to. I get it. Really, I get it. When, I get it before it cu- comes out of the oven. Yeah. Well, yeah, just I either way, try some try some butter on there, there friend. You go. Thank me later. Um, all right, thank you, fellas, for doing it. Matt Money Smith, obviously, Petros and Money, and uh, you know. All oh, and I'll be on the, uh, the NFL.com right after the uh, right after the draft with uh, Lance and Bucky and and Rhett. We're doing a uh, post draft wrap for however Ooh, long fun. it takes to to get through that immediately after the draft ends on NFL.com. So if you want to check that out, all right, be on the lookout for that, and uh, we'll kibitz with you next week. Until then, thanks so much, football fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org.